Welcome to Thrive Deeper, an ongoing conversation with Dr. Matthew Jacoby, author of the Thrive Bible Reading Guides, teaching pastor and leader of the Psalmist Band Sons of Korah. Join us as we go deeper into the Bible, discussing the passages as we read them together with Thrive. Now here's your host, DJ Payne. Welcome to episode 40. It's the big one, four zero. Not only is my wife just turned 40 this week, but the podcast has turned 40. 40 episodes this week of Thrive Deeper. Thank you so much for joining us. We are in the middle of the book of Proverbs. And this week, Matt and I are going to try to recap a little bit of this idea about work, but not only that, answer some of your questions. So keep on listening. At the end of this episode, I'll be back and let you know how you can send us your questions because we love hearing from you. Now, after this break, Matt and I jump right into it and we get into the conversation around work. Welcome to Thrive Deeper. March, and it, that Is means it it's March already, and that means oh, it's gosh. birthday month. Oh, it is, but it's our birthdays. It, so it's our, it's yeah. our birthdays in March. Oh, good. What are you going to give me? It, it's our wives' birthdays in March. It is too, yeah. It's our some of our best friends' birthdays yeah. in March. March is a popular month for birthdays yeah, in our send, world. Send in your gifts, cash, <laughs> cash, uh... Expected, actually, we'll uh, we'll yeah. give you um, we'll give you our bank details. Exactly, exactly. Send it all to care of Thrive Deep. <laughs> <laughs> you were, there was nothing more exciting, and I've got to be honest. Still to this day, I turned forty-seven this year. Mm. I'm 1972 model. Yeah. You turn. Well, uh, 48. 48. Yeah. You're a 1971 model. Yeah. You're one. You've got one year ahead of me. Still to this day, nothing more exciting than when a relative gives me a card. And there's money in it. It could be five dollar notes. <laughs> it could be five dollar notes. I don't care. Do you still seriously get cards with money in it? Every now and then, I'll get a relative who gives me a card with money in it. I, and I'm this. And I just say this is the best present. It was the most, it was the best present when my grandmother used to do it. Yeah, and it's still the best present today. I went and visited a an uncle in uh, <clears throat> in Germany, a great uncle actually, of mine, and. He, when we left, he handed me uh, in one, he had literally two hands. In one hand, he had, uh, this is going back, this was in 1999. Uh, In one hand, he had a thousand Deutschmarks, which is, you know, which was probably similar, like even more than uh, than a thousand dollars, I think, in those days. And and in the other hand, the biggest uh, bunch of sausages, like smoked sausages. (laughs) What were you more, uh, what were you more excited for? I think I was more excited about the uh, sausages. He said, here's a bit of petrol money. So that was the last time a relative handed me. Really? That was the last time that long ago? Oh, gosh, yeah. All right, well, we know the way to, way, you know, you can stand out from the crowd, give Matt some cash. <laughs> and, and some smoked sausages. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Um, now, this on this week's episode, we have got to, still got some more information we want to get through from the book of Proverbs about the subject of work mm, because it is yeah. such a massive subject. Yeah. We've also got some questions that have been coming in about mm. the book of Proverbs, which is great. We love your questions. Yeah. So why don't we break it like this? Why don't we get down to the part two of work, follow up yeah, from yeah. last week's episode. We'll have a break and then we'll come back and do the questions. Mm. I had a interesting um, – there's a couple of things that I've, I've picked up um, from the Proverbs. I mean, the, the first one – and this actually came out of um, uh, Pastor Jeff – Benson from our church actually spoke on the subject of uh, of this subject of work mm. and laziness versus diligence in the Proverbs, which is a massive um, theme uh, throughout the book of Proverbs. And it just made a point that I, I just thought was really um, uh, is really worth repeating. Uh, and it's based on this verse in uh, Proverbs 18.9. It says, one who is slack in his work is brother to one that destroys. Yeah. You know, it's a, I just think it's a really profound, uh, it's a really profound idea that just, it's not even uh, like, um, like neglect actually is, 
uh, is a problem. It's it's like that idea of you know we talk about sins of commission and sins of omission. Exactly where my mind you know, was. A sin at. of commission is where you actually do something wrong, yeah. and a sin of omission is where there's something right that you didn't do, and actually both can be as destructive. Mm. And so, uh, and in the world of social justice, you know, a lot of people yeah. will say you're just as guilty if you don't get in and get involved and That's stand right. up for the right what the right thing to be done. Is. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, there's there's a lot of discussion yes. to be had, uh, a lot of good discussion to be had around that. But even at a, at a it struck me actually, that point struck me as at an in, at an individual sort of level and, and, and I've just reflected a lot on that proverb, one who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys. Now, you know, I, I often think of myself as having a pretty good work ethic. I'm efficient I don't procrastinate and so I can I can look at I can feel a bit haughty when it comes to these proverbs like I can think ah you know yeah I'm a hard worker I'm all over this and be a little self-righteous and but this actually really there was something about this that that got me um, because it wasn't about slack uh, in work and, and the point that that Jeff made I think was was good like anything that there there are a lot of things that we can neglect uh, and that is actually a matter of priority. Like we can think, you know, you can th- like a workaholic, for example, can neglect a whole lot of more important things. That's a great point. Uh, and and this is this I think is is the key point because often if if you are like me and you're really prone to be busy and and you love your projects and you get things done and you really and you feel good at the end of the day when you've got a lot done, yeah. you know, we can actually find ourselves neglecting a whole lot of more important things let, like relationships. Let me let me add another layer yeah. onto this yeah. that, that speaks to where you and I both yeah. are. You're, you're a teaching pastor, yeah. uh, you are working in a church, you mm. are doing theology, you're writing, you know, Christian mm. music, you're involved in the world mm. of Christian mm. pursuit. I work at a Christian radio station, we do this podcast together, yeah, we yeah. do a lot of stuff behind the yeah. scenes. We're involved, involved in Christian things yeah. the godly things the yeah. things that should be put yeah. first you know and our family can sometimes be left in the wind yeah and yeah. how many how many uh you know biographies have we read of some of the most godly men in yeah. the world the the preachers yeah. that we would say hey, we're not worthy to tie his shoe yeah and their sons and their children are like we never knew him he never spent any time with us in fact he did us harm because he, we had a negative relationship yeah. with us Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, and I think this is the this is the like it was. I mean, this is what this is what the proverbs should do, and and why I appreciated <laughs> that point because I mean, this is what scripture should do. Like, it's I, I just like just the fact that I caught myself out thinking in that way. Like, yeah, I'm all over this. I've got this down, <laughs> and then and then to have this experience of like, oh, and no, I actually um, I. I you know, uh, there's there's something here for me, and yeah. and um, and this has been good actually. I've I, I've really I've really taken this to heart because I I think uh, those who are who are like me that you know if you ask me any point you know been busy you know we always say that to people yeah yeah oh, yeah I've been flat out and yeah. you know I'm always uh, flat out. But are we doing are we doing the most important things? You know that this for me has been the point. Am I Am I prioritizing the things that I need to prioritize? Am I giving the time that I need to give to my kids? Am I, uh, am I, you know, give, giving uh, time to invest in my marriage? Am I um, even just things around the house? Like, you know, I can work really hard all day, and, and Kate, because my wife works as well, Kate, and 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 you know, I can just flop on that and just because because she's the more she's more conscious of general cleanliness things to do around the house, and and yeah. so. Uh, you know, I can just flop. When, you know, when I get home, and and well, you know, we we, we, we this is uh, this is a form of neglect, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it was that element of neglect, actually. Okay, what what are the what are the important things that I'm I'm neglecting? And so that's been a really healthy um, sort of uh, line of thought for me yeah. in the last week. I've had the, I've had a very similar one, Matt, but my mind went down the pathway of the way I, I was marveling again at the way that these proverbs are are, are couched mm. about writing to his children, my son, my son, like 
a lot of this, demanding, the topics are wide and varied and work mm. and finances and, and, you know, as we've talked about, relations and sexual things and stuff like that. And it's all in the, in the couching of my son. Mm. And I was like, just the just that aspect of it yeah. is is made me stop and go, oh man, I need to really invest in this relationship I have. I have three boys, mm. so I have I've got to really step yeah. up this relationship right. with my okay. children yeah. because yeah. I think every dad yeah. can relate to being exasperated yeah. with your yeah. children yeah. and going, oh come on, you yeah. know yeah, what is right. going on? Yeah. But Solomon, you know, this might come out of that same dad atmosphere yeah. of. You go, what is going on with you kids? Mm. But instead of going down the exasperated pathway, he's like, well, let me tell you the the truisms here, yeah. the things that you need to know to make your life better. And I don't know, I've, I've sort of had that similar yeah. thing of going, what's important, these relationships I have now that are f- so fleeting yeah. with my children, the, where yeah. I can speak into their life, this is what has been obsessing yeah. for me. That know? was a, actually a big, a big thing for me a, a few years ago. I recognised uh, like one of our kids who shall remain nameless, you, you know, there, there was, we, we just, there was some sort of behavioural kind of, th- a bit of clashing going on and and I actually, I actually came to this point where I realised that I was just being constantly um, exasperated, as you say, like, I, it, and, 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 and just constantly negative and, and, it actually wasn't making things better. Like I was responding to the behaviour and not being this is this neglect thing. I yes. wasn't proactively yes. investing in that relationship uh, enough, uh, which – and it was a real realisation and I thought I don't really have a – like I, I have to invest positive things. I can't just respond to the negative things. Mm. It's like the principle in the Proverbs is like plant your fields – uh, be diligent with planting your fields because if you don't, weeds will grow up yeah. and you'll just be pulling out weeds. Well, mm. I was pulling out weeds, so, so that, that's this principle at work. Mm. And I thought, no, but I'm, the problem here, I'm pulling out weeds all the time. I'm not actually sowing good things. Mm. You know, it's, it was just a classic Proverbs kind of moment mm. and, and I started... And if, and if you're not sowing the good things, as yeah. you read at the beginning... You're the brother of those who yeah. want to go out and destroy it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, you might as well be actively yeah. trying to destroy the yeah. thing. Yeah, and and I mean, things were getting worse, not better. And 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 I thought, you know what? Like, I need to take responsibility. And it's just the good old art of taking responsibility. You know, it's like uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to take responsibility for this. And 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 I and I really started to invest in that relationship. And. It, there, it's just been tran- absolutely transformative. All right, so speak, speak right now because this is something that I found very true as well. Yeah. And I know someone's listening right now is going, "No, Matt, you don't understand. My teenager mm. doesn't want anything to do with me, and they might be feeling as you were feeling. Yeah. They're just pulling out weeds. Yeah. How long? How hard was it for you to turn your, your your child around? So they became the field that was open to being sewn into. Well. Um I, I, I don't feel like it took a long time because I like it, it just took um, it took a real constant conscientiousness mm. on, on on my part to you know just okay choose my battles but also you know just sow in lots of like time affection positivity into the relationship and I um, I, I feel like things changed quite. Uh, quite quickly, in, in a way, um, mm. but but that's like sometimes you need to be prepared to do that over a long period of time. Like I know someone else was saying to me that they, um, like someone who I really uh, you know admired um, as 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 a parent, you know, re- look, look, really looked up to. And, and again, I'm not going to mention names because yeah. I, I don't want to. Um, it's a family dynamic, and but you know, who said that you know, this person invested for over years into a relationship that just wasn't gelling and yet but after years actually has really, Mm. that's really paid dividends. So sometimes, you know, uh, like sometimes the harvest is delayed by a long way but there is a harvest. I mean, it's if you sow good things in your field... Mm -hmm. There will be a harvest. This is the, you know, it's a classic Proverbs kind of principle. It just, it may not be, like I was fortunate because for me the change 
Um, I mean, we, we weren't in a really bad place. It was just like I, I just sensed this going to a bad place. So it hadn't, it wasn't a, a yeah. really well-established sort of thing yeah. because I, overall I had, you know, like good relationship with my kids. And But this was quickly descending to a bad place. So I was able to turn that around and it saw immediate sort of, uh, pay off from that change, from that investment of positive things. But, you know, sometimes you have to sow, and I've known many people who have had to just sow pos- grace and positivity into a relationship over a long period of time and, and sometimes years and years. Mm. Um, but if you, sow, if you sow good things into that field, there yeah. will be a harvest. We've somehow got into uh, family dynamics here. Yeah. We're supposed to be talking about well, work. Well, it's yeah, – and, and, I mean, this is the point, I guess, because when – it, I just realised that when we think of work, we think about going to your job. Mm. Um, but this actually, you know, I think this is bigger. Uh, it's, um, I think this applies in a bigger field than that. And um, so I think it's good to, to grasp that, that point. Yeah. Another, another interesting one from the Proverbs that I've uh, picked up, and, and I'm not even sure... I'm 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 not even sure what I think about this. So I'm just going to put <laughs> good, it out there and good, maybe I see like what it. you think. I like it. Um, Proverbs twenty thirteen says, "Do not love sleep, or you will grow poor. Stay stay awake, and you will have food to, to spare." So it's like, you know, we need sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, um, uh, like it, this raises a question for me: like, should I be, you know, should I be getting up at like four in the morning and and uh, uh, certainly th- there were times in my in my 20s where, you know, I'd sleep into the day and, yeah. and I can remember periods where I just, you know... You love sleep. Yeah, yeah where, where I just wasted so much time yeah. and, and, you know, stayed up at night doing pointless things and then, you know, slept during the day. And um, <clears throat> so I think there's something in here. I think there's something worth saying uh, about... Uh, about sleep and I don't think I think for most adults who work and have jobs and I mean this you've got yes. an enforced um, you've got an enforced period but I, but I do know that there was a point in my life where, where I had to uh, where I had to respond to these ideas and say you know what actually I'm wasting a lot of my life yep. sleeping in all hours the day, staying up pointless activities uh, so um, so laziness uh is not just about not doing work. Laziness can include, I think, spending lots of time doing pointless things. Okay. I think that that you know, and and so so it could be like just uh, lounging around, binging on uh, Netflix, mm-hmm. you know, till four o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and then sleeping till two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. Uh, to me. <laughs> to me, I think the writer of Proverbs has something to say yeah, about that. Yeah, would have so. So, 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 what you've what you've pulled out there, part two of of thinking about work mm. when it comes to the Proverbs, is thinking about work in in a way about priority with your whole life and what's important, yeah. but then also in priorities of your routine and yeah. your, you know, what you value. It's almost coming back into the to the thought that we had last week of we value work for work's sake yeah. because God has given it to do. We don't work so that we can have a break and sleep some more. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, we, we, we work to be productive. It's, it's, it's a character thing, mm. you know, to be a productive uh, person and it's not even for outcome. It's not even necessarily for the wage. It's... Uh, because it's about a character thing: work yeah. hard, be productive, and and the, so and that's the emphasis in in the book of Proverbs. That there is this element that if you you know little folding of the hands, little nodding of the head, and poverty will come. So, so there there are um, Proverbs is folk does focus a lot on consequences, mm. but in the context of the whole Bible, character is the is the um, major concern. And this is reflected in the Proverbs where it talks about the diligent and the sluggard. Yes. So this is about character. It's like what sort of person do you want to be? Mm. Um, and uh, and the, in, the, in, the biblical, uh, in the biblical worldview, like diligence and even a kind of routine kind of diligence has, a, has an important place, I think. Mm. So, for example, the six days and rest on the seventh day was – was to first of all say rest is really important, um, but it's also it's also a routine. There's a routine there as well. It's like 
work, rest, work, rest. Um, so, um, so a healthy kind of routine. I think the 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 um, proverbs like this are are discouraging. Uh, not not getting the sleep that you need, but a, a kind of laziness that just whittles time away when there are more productive things that you could be doing. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like work in in the sense of take more hours at yeah. your employment, but like we've just been saying, how about investing in some relationships rather than watching yeah. five hours of of Netflix or, yes. or something like that. You know? Exactly, I hear. All right, yeah. is there anything you wanted, anything else you wanted to talk about? Work those, as were the we main, those were the main uh, kind of things. Do we want to have a look at some questions? Or, yeah, let's, yeah. Take, let's take a break. We'll leave, leave work there as, yeah. as it was. I know there's yeah. probably going to be a lot more to be said. Let's leave work there. Too, we'll take too a, much work. <laughs> take a break. We'll be back in just a moment with your questions here at Thrive Deeper. accompaniment to the Thrive Daily Reading Guide. We've uh, going through we are going through the book of Proverbs and uh, we've been looking at some different themes and topics through that. We've just wrapped up in the uh, looking at uh, some work and the ramifications around work. And Matt, we've got some questions that have been coming in uh, via our email and our Facebook page. Uh, actually, our Facebook group, our five private Facebook group. So I thought we could spend the rest of this episode going through some questions. How's that sound yeah, to you? Yeah, sounds good. All right. First question uh, that came in a little while ago, I'm just pulling it up here, is from Shireen. And she says, a proverb in yesterday's reading really stood out for me. It says, better to be a nobody and yet have a servant than pretend to be a somebody and have no food. She said, it stood out to me because it's so countercultural in the way because everybody these days is trying to be a somebody. But she's still puzzled by it. And what does it actually mean, ramifications yeah. for today? I think I think this is a good example of how we interpret the Proverbs. Yeah. Because when, when you open up the Bible, you're expecting to get advice for how we should live. Uh, and, and certainly the Proverbs does, does this. But actually, one of the other things that the Proverbs do a lot is simply describe the way thing, things are. Yeah. Uh, simply a description, uh, you know. So, um, uh, so for example, there's an, in the next episode we're going to talk about speech and the tongue, and and you know, which is another big episode and another big um, theme in the proverbs. Mm-hmm. And there's a proverb, you know, that says that gossip is like a choice mortal that just you know, like this delicious. Cho- it's like, hang on. Is it saying that gossip's good? <laughs> no, it's just saying that, that people will just eat it up. You yeah. know, it's just like statement of a fact. Yeah. It's just the way that things are, and this is one of these sorts of proverbs um, uh, that simply is is a description of um, of two kinds of states of affair uh, affairs where you know one person is a, is a nobody but has a servant, and the, the emphasis there isn't on. Having a servant, that, that that's a, a statement about, you know, if you have a servant, you you, you probably have a higher position in in, mm. in 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 the culture of the day. Um, so, uh, so if like the if you imagine, uh, uh, well, I mean, ancient Israel was meant to be largely classless, but the yeah. fact is, is that it, it was. Uh, There's always a class. Yeah, yeah there, there was there was there was, but and actually, particularly after. Solomon's time. I mean, actually, part due to Solomon's riches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, Solomon is partially to blame for an emerging class system in yeah, Israel. Yeah. But anyway, that's a technical point, and when, uh, we won't go into that. Well, he might. Again, we're talking about Solomon. He might be actually pointing out to something that he's, you know, saying is a yeah. fact that it shouldn't. You know, it shouldn't really be yeah. compared to what it used yeah, to be. Yeah, that's like. right. So, so his point is is that it's like that thing. Like some people talk it up. Yeah. But actually, there's nothing there. There's no substance there. Whereas someone says nothing, and yet actually, they're they're really someone. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's not 
saying it's just a statement about the way that life is. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a, it's a, and and it's saying you know you're better off just keeping quiet and being a someone mm. than you know uh, than talking it up and 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 being a nobody. But uh, there's definitely a financial aspect to what he's talking about yeah. there, isn't he? He's talking about doing well for yourself and being a success. It's better to actually be successful. Have a servant is a sign of yeah, that success. Yeah. Nobody knows who you are. It doesn't really matter. You're doing okay for yourself. Yeah. Than to be this celebrity yeah. and you've got nothing behind you. Yeah, and this is where I think this does intersect with Solomon's, with Solomon's life because Solomon put an enormous amount of expense into becoming a someone. Uh, he uh, so, for example, I mean, he, he his expenditure on on his palaces and so forth was, was actually way beyond what he spent on the on the temple. Mm. Um, you know, maintaining the grandeur of his court actually put him into quite a lot of debt. He, in the end, he um, uh, had to uh, give uh, ten Israelite towns to Hiram uh, entire. Mm. Um, so I mean that's I mean that's unthinkable that you would give away parts of the promised land yeah. of your kingdom to this king. But that's how that's how in debt he was. He had to overwork, overtax his people to you know to fund this this kind of grandeur um, that that was was built up. So I think I think there's something in this yeah. for Solomon personally. It's like it's better um, better to be a no one mm. and yet uh, have have a servant, like be getting ahead in life, yep. um, have some measure of prosperity, then be a somebody but be in an enormous amount of debt. Yeah. Uh, there really is some wisdom uh, in, in that and, exactly. and it's quite profound really. And, and I think it does touch on Solomon's own experience, which, which a lot of, there's a lot of the wisdom literature including, and we've talked about Ecclesiastes, um, a bit that that, that that do this kind of thing. It's Solomon reflecting even on mistakes that, yeah. that he, he's made. Exactly. Mm. Great answer. Okay, let's move on to the second question here. We've got a question from Richard and he says, with all the various promises made throughout the scripture that the Lord will provide for his people practically as well as spiritually, there's heaps in the book of Proverbs. Is it, is it possible that a faithful follower of Christ or even a faithful community of Christians e.g. a church in a developing country, could still die of starvation or suffer due to a famine or scarcity or mm. something like that? Oh, man. Um, I mean, that's a good question. Mm. It's, it's, a little, it's a little abstract, but, but, but I, think it's worth, I think it's worth asking. And I... Um, uh, I, I don't want to give a quick answer to it. No. I, I, I first, first of all, let's let's name the tension and the, and the mm. because there's a tension between the fact that you know Christian communities uh, in in the developing world do experience times of severe lack. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, you know we're taught to pray, "Give us today our daily bread," implying that God wants to provide our for our needs. Mm. Um, uh, there's a in Psalm 37 says there's a statement where the writer of Psalm 37 says I'm old, uh, I was young but now I'm old and right? I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. Mm. Um, so, so I think um, I think maybe how we approach this is important, and I'm thinking inductively here. Go with me here and yeah. push back if you disagree. Yeah, but I. Um, as you, I know that you will do. <laughs> so, um, and, and what I mean is, is that if we, th- when we think statically, like, like I think, I think that God does want to provide. For, and to me, that's that is, it, that is explicitly, or at least implicitly, stated in the Lord's Prayer. Uh, you know that that God is interested in supplying and seek first the kingdom of God. All these other things will be given to you as well. I mean, there's so many texts that indicate that God wants to supply our needs, but this doesn't happen automatically. Uh, so, uh, and and because for example, the Apostle Paul. Um, now it's in one of those sections where he's could be in Corinthians or Galatians where he's talking about the trials that he went through, and says it says that he suffered hunger. Uh, periods in his life where yep. he suffered hunger, yep. you know, 
and and th th there's another time where you know he, he was he, he was really sick you know and 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 the Galatian church had to look after him you think this is a guy that healed other people mm. you know um, so so I think um, can we come into times of severe lack yes the question is what should we do when we come into times of severe lack well we should pray to God who who uh, who wants us to pray and wants to be our provider yeah and uh, and um, and I think, uh, and and I think we can push into that. We can push into those promises. Um, uh, um, with with some measure of confidence in, in God. So so now, so what do you think of my answer? So no 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 no. <laughs> I okay. go like splashing around yeah. here. No, 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 no. You, I think, I think you're making. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just trying to inductively approach this issue, and I truly am thinking about it. Yeah, no, as we and, go. I, and I think, I think Richard will be right on board of, of what you're mm. talking about there. It, my first question, my probably my first pushback, probably against Richard's question, is saying that the Book of Proverbs has promises. Okay, yeah, you're talking about. That's right. You know, yeah, like saying, okay. I, I, I've, I've got a big issue because I've had people in my life say, but I'm claiming this verse yeah, and, okay. it's a, and it's a proverb. And I'm like, right. that's, I, okay. I don't, and, I, and, I've, and I've had arguments with them because I've, I've, in the end, I said, that's not a promise from God to yeah. you for your life. Yeah, that's right. And they're, they're, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So you notice that the, the scriptures that I have alluded to are not, Proverbs, because yes. I don't take the proverbs as promises; yes. they are principles yeah. of the way that things work. The way, yeah, and uh, even any, I'd even go as far as to say the way things should work. Yeah, you know, like the way that things. Yeah, yeah that's should, right. So, know. so for example, uh, I know diligent people who have suffered severe lack, and mm. I, and I know um, really lazy people who have done really well. Done so really well. It, it's it's not it's not a promise of it's not how things or it's just a general principle that. Uh, you know, diligence leads to prosperity and laziness leads to lack. Mm. Uh, it, it, and it's not saying that, well, you can't then say, but I was really diligent as though this is promising. It's just saying that this is how things generally work yeah. uh, in, in life. And, yes, yeah, so you're right. It's it's not a promise. But I think the question still begs. Uh, it just doesn't, not in relation to the so proverb so much. I, I agree. I agree. I, the question, and basically this is another form of the question of why do good people suffer? Yeah, it, it is, and, and that's a bigger issue. And, um, and, and you know, like the way that Scripture deals with that issue is not in its abstract form, but it always talks about if we, if we are in this situation, what should we do? Yeah. So, um, so are there times when God does not answer our prayers? Well, some people would say, no, no, God always answer, answers our prayers. But look at the look at the psalms and look at how many times the psalmist says says how long oh lord how long yeah. till you actually do something you know i pray to you day and night yeah. i'm worn out from praying and you do nothing mm -hmm. so they're clearly so yes ultimately god is faithful but there 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 are times when we like as i said even paul's own experience where where we suffer lack and the question is what do we do in those times well the scriptures are clear. Well, cry out to God, right? Mm. You can you can depend on God because God is faithful, yeah. and and th there are times when people are crying out for extended periods of time. Um, why, you know, why is that? I mean, that, um, I mean, it's it's because he wants a relationship. He yeah, wants yeah. he wants a relationship. I think about it in in relation to my 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 marriage to my wife. Yeah, and if. There's nothing worse than an argument that we have, and and yeah. again, forgive me. I'm going to play the male female role here. Wives are really great at going, but you said on the third of March, 1996, <laughs> you know, and pulling out a statement, and I'm like, I so, can't remember. That sounds that. like my kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you said, and you go, well, hang on, and it turns into this very legal like a, a thing between us and i'm like hang on listen to me listen to what i'm saying and you get into a conversation and no i'm not i'm not saying that the promises yeah. of god change but for me my relationship with god when he doesn't answer the prayer or the answer is no wait or hang on and i'm i'm mm. in the middle of that psalm going come on yeah. what's wrong yeah. and really arguing 
that's where the relationship really takes yeah. part. And I feel that I am changed because I'm being real with him. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah, points of need, and, and you see this in the Bible, points of need are invariably points of reconnection with God because we Every experience our, our need. And, and also in those points of need, we exercise faith. And yeah. faith is our connection with God. Yeah. So actually what happens is that the psalmists you see in the psalms they start to exercise their faith they start appealing to god's promises and and it's like that they are firming up their grip on god and yeah. so the process itself um grows their faith and, and god is more interested in growing our faith connection with him than oh. he is in in giving us the things that we need even oh, 100%. Um, you know because it's that spiritual connection that's even more, it's far more important than the, our, the state of our bodily and, health. We, and we see it played needs. out time and time again, not in, not only in the stories, but also in the maxism, you know, the the the, the you know the um, the proverbs basically of of like of the Bible saying, "Hey, give me enough that I can, you know, have for today that I'm not in lack, that I won't be tempted to steal something." Yeah. But don't give me too much that my yeah. heart turns away from yeah. you and I go, ha, 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 I'm yeah. fine, I don't need you. And that's the, I feel that that's the, the life verse for me yeah. of me gravitating towards, ha, 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 everything's yeah. going okay, I don't need you, God. And then everything falling apart saying, where are you, you know, yeah. type of thing. And it could be on a small issue yeah. that people would laugh at, but I think that's where the rubber yeah. hits the road. Yeah, that, that, that can be a wake-up call. Like, you know, um, often we... Uh, we ask God to to put us in a situation where we won't need to trust Him as much, you know. And and and, I, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's a, how you're going to go with that prayer. Yeah. Um, and because of course, you know, God's big warning to the Israelites when He went into as they were going into the land of milk and honey, mm. the land of plenty, as it were, um, is make sure you don't forget me. Mm. And he says he says it so many times that he knows mm. it's going to happen. Of course, mm. it did happen. Yeah. Uh, because as soon as they had everything that they needed, they completely forgot. Whereas when they're in the desert, oh. and they literally depended on manna from heaven uh, for uh, for their provision, I mean, they they had to really stick cl- cl- close to God. Although even then, they they weren't the, <laughs> they weren't the model <laughs> of, of faith. Um, but look, I, but I do want to I do want to acknowledge the element of mystery in that question. Like, I, I mean, life is just. Life is hard, and there are, there are lots of uh, things that, in this life, like there there are things I still don't know why why did that happen or why did this happen. Us knowing isn't the measure of whether it's right or not. No. Um, us understanding is not the measure of whether God is in the right or in the wrong. And that's why we have the book. Like I said it last week, I've said it, I think the week mm. before. Why we have three books of wisdom in the Bible? Yeah. Because it is with this book of Proverbs that we are supposed to sit down with the book of Job as well yeah. and say, hang on. Mm. He did everything right, yeah. and yet for God's bigger purposes, yeah. he went through the worst yeah. of the worst. And he never finds out why he went through the things And that when he went God through. finally shows up, he says, who are you? Yeah. Who are you to ask me? Like, check me out. Yeah, so he asks the questions, <laughs> and the answer is, I'm going to ask you questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you even begin to fathom the yeah. mind and the things of God? And, and we can't. And he says, and in the end, Job says, uh, surely I spoke of things too wonderful yeah. for me to know, you know, yeah. and to understand. And, and he says, I place my hand over over my mouth. And in the end, God says, you know, to these friends that tried to work it all out yeah. and make a give a logical account, he, he rebukes them, says, because you have not spoken well of me as Job did. What did Job say? I place my hand over my mouth. Yeah. You know, surely I've spoken of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. So at the end of the day, with these sorts of things, and, and we're moving a little away from Proverbs here, but uh, but I think I th- that's an important perspective. I think that's a great... Uh, yeah. Richard, I hope you're happy with that answer. Uh, yeah, you know, that's about as good as we've got. That's as good as we've got over the year. Okay, one last question for today's episode, and, and this is... I've saved this one to last here. This is a question from Meg, and she says, look, in light of Proverbs and talking about diligence, talking about being energized for work being talked about all the proverbs that we have about work she says listen how does that work with mental health how do you fight laziness and become a diligent person in all you do if you're battling an illness that struggles to do anything even getting out of bed on some days is hard how are depressed people automatically you know sorry she said are depressed people automatically or are they doomed to be lazy According to the Proverbs. 
Yeah, that's a good. That's a really good question. Yeah, a good a, point. I'm glad um, she's, she's um, brought that up. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think we have to treat mental health issues in a, in a separate in a separate sort of category. Again, th- this is an example where the proverb the proverbs are giving general principles of how life yes. works that do not apply in every. It's they they're not watertight. Uh, so in the same way as that we've said they're not promises. Uh, this also isn't law mm-hmm. uh, in that sense. Th- these are principles of how life works. They're not promises about, you know, if you do this, you're going to be assured that this can happen. But nor, nor are they law, actually, that, uh, that if, you, uh, uh, if, if there are legitimate reasons why you, uh, you, you know, if you're lacking energy or, or f- for some reason... Um, you know, you, you have um, chronic fatigue, or I mean, there are all there are any manner of yeah. things yeah. that keep people from uh, being able to uh, operate at their full capacity. Let me put it that way, and they are legitimate. They are legitimate physiological and psych, you know, uh, psychiatric and psychological things yeah. that that need to be treated. And and the worst thing that we can do is just treat these proverbs as like a law stick and say yep. you're evil yep. because you're because you can't get out of bed in the morning, or you're no. evil because you lack energy. Um, that's not what the it's not what the how the proverbs are operating. Um, but it's not how God operates. Like no, we've no, already it's not, said, it's, it's not even how it's certainly it's, not how God yeah, is operating. He's after right. a relationship. He's yeah. after a connection. He's after truth and and you know a real connection between us. Yeah. And and the proverbs aren't there to make us feel guilty. Yeah. Because we're not. Yeah. Got, it's we, not like yeah. you should be guilty. If, but the fact is, at least in this time, even if you did, have, let's say you did suffer chronic fatigue. In, in the ancient world, I mean, you're in trouble. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just, and, and I, know, I know that, like, I mean, we, we have lots of safety nets in our in our culture, mm. but the fact is in this culture there weren't those safety nets. So even at that level, mm. um, the, the if you take this just as a description of the way that things work, not how, the, it's like, again, not law, not a promise, but just a general description of how things work, mm. then that, even, even with mental health issues like that, that would have really... Um, Put you in a difficult position in in the ancient world. Mm. Now, it does. That's this is not saying that it's your fault. No, it just is what it is. Uh, look, it's, it's funny when I read this question, I, I screened past it the other day, and for some reason, and yeah, for some reason, I'll, I'll put this out there. The thing that sprang to mind, and we're not that far removed from this story in in Solomon writing yeah. uh, some of the or collecting the proverbs, is the story of Mephibosheth. Yeah. However, pronounce the name. Yeah, yeah, Mephibosheth. Yeah. This is Saul's grandson, the son of da- yeah, of, yeah. of David's best friend Jonathan. Yeah, that's right. And the story, that, and it's a look. It's, it's, it's a little story. It's a little yeah. story in Kings, somewhere in Kings. Uh, I think. No, it's in Sam, it's in uh, Samuel. Second uh, Samuel. Second thing. Thank you. I knew you'd know. Um, and th- this man is crippled yeah. by no fault of his own. Yeah. And. Because of God's, you know, there's a picture here of God's grace and God's mercy when David reaches yeah. out to him and yeah. honors him. Yeah. And I think I thought of that when I thought of people struggling in their mental illnesses that they might feel it's guilty or their fault because it's not their fault. It's yeah. God's yeah. it's God's road for you. Yeah. And but know that God wants to still honor you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know. I think that's a good I think that's a good uh, I think that's a good little cross reference. Yeah. Because uh, you know, here is someone who, um, through, through no fault of their own, has this condition, yeah. um, but that's where the community comes in. And let's and let's say sitting across the table from him or on that same table was Solomon. Yeah, you know, growing yeah, that's up, right. yeah, yeah, seeing this, seeing yeah, this man, right. his father's, his honouring. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, and I, so I think in things like, I mean, certainly in. Um, what, what, and as much as we're saying this doesn't operate at law as as law, yet there were actually laws um, to care for the poor yep. uh, among you and those struggling with um, the kinds of infirmities, whatever they were, that prevented people from having access yeah. to the provision that they needed. And so, um, and, and especially in these, you have days, to read yeah. this against the background. That's of it. That. That's it. And yeah. even in the background of and what I what I came to when I was. Uh, and I didn't explain it properly with Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. Uh, it's a great name. It's a great name. <laughs> it's a great name. Is that 
the Jewish laws and customs yeah. about his crippledness yeah. disqualified him from so much to do with God. Like he, you know, like you know, like yeah. he wasn't allowed to serve. He wasn't allowed to do this. He wasn't allowed to do that. You couldn't do different things. Yeah. It, it, well, I, I think I want to hasten to say there that it was because of the, um, because of the symbolism of the temple. Yes. It, it, he, they, they were not barred from God. God did not shun no, them. No, 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 no. In the least degree. In fact, there is so much built into the law to care for those yes. sorts of people. Yeah. But it's because of um, the, the 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 laws that prevented them from coming into the temple and so forth. This is more about working with the symbolism yes. of, of, of the temple. So it's, and, and, in, yeah. in, and in light of that symbolism, King David reaching out to him, bringing yeah, him to the, yeah. to the thing, is even the more beautiful. Yeah, yeah that's right. You know? yeah, that's right. And, I, and, I, and I don't know, I, 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 again, I'm speaking on behalf of someone who doesn't suffer from a mental illness, mm. you, know, you know, and if I do, it's undiagnosed. But my father, my father had uh, yeah. really severe bipolar, okay. yeah. you know, and, and it, it manifested itself in incredible highs yeah. um, and, and, no, and yeah. normality, mm. you know, type of thing. Wow. And I've grown up with a lot of people in the bipolar yeah. region in my yeah. family and friends. And it, it's always been a struggle for me in light of being someone who's healthy yeah. Wanting to give them advice, or telling them how to live, or wanting to give them a proverb, yeah. and and realizing, no, no, I, you need to, God has got a different plan, you know. Yeah, it, it's funny. Sorry, that's I'm going to start that sentence again. It's not funny, but it's yeah. it's. I mean, it, it has been an issue uh, I've found in when I address lots of different topics. Um, that so, for example, if I talk about penitential psalms, for example, yes. and I talk about you know, sowing in tears and reaping, and the importance of the role of sadness, you know, of pen, penitential sadness, you know, and someone come up, well, I suffer from depression. Yeah. Um, and and I think, I, I really do think we need to put, like, I mean, mental illness in a different, in a different kind of category. It's not like a blameworthy, uh, yes. th- I, I just, you know, I find that, um, Often that there there are principles that we need to be able to um, espouse these principles, like in the proverbs. But at the same time, that these aren't cancelled out by um, ex- by the exceptions, yes. and there clearly are exceptions when it comes to, yeah. for example, mental, mental illness or other forms, uh, other different kinds of infirmity. Um, it doesn't cancel out. The, the principle, but it does. You know, those things need to be treated in a separate and, category. and vice versa. The 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 principle isn't cancelled out. Yeah, like you're saying, the principle isn't cancelled out by the infirmity. The your condition is not cancelled out by the prophet. Yeah, that's right. You're yeah. n- you're not like we're not saying put you in another side because you don't fit into the. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're an important. You have an important role yeah, to play. That's right. In this, in it's teaching, just we've God got to be, be careful at how yes. that applies. You know, to that. So, uh, in in the so for example, yeah. So like. Get, to get back to the to the question, um, you know, I think that's a different that's a different matter, and 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 we're only ever expected to by God to be to function within the capacities that we have. Yeah. I think this is the point. Yeah, uh, it's relative to to the capacities that we have, you know, and this is borne out in so many parts of Scripture, not least in the like the parable of the talents. Yes, one was given one exactly, you know, and and, and one was given five, and yep. and one was given I think three was it or two. Um, Something and like that. Uh, we should know that, shouldn't we? <laughs> and uh, you know, so each each according to his to yeah. his capacities, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. his or her capacities. Um, so, so, so for Meg writing in important. here, and if you're if you are listening and you're thinking the same question about mental health or you're fighting some sort of illness, whether that mental or physical, work is different for every person. The yeah. work that God has asked you to do might yeah. be different to the labourer who's able to get yeah. up at five o'clock in the morning yeah. and head out and work all day and come home yeah. and feel that they've honoured this role, you know, yeah. quite, quite practically. Maybe work for you is something different. Maybe God has called you to do something completely yeah, different. different. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. maybe work for you is, is, you know, dare I say it, you know, focusing your mind on the right things, getting out of bed at some point. Yeah. You know, is, is, to, is today better than yesterday? Yeah. You know, like, I, you know, those it's little things. It's, yeah, that's yes. right. It's relative to each person. Of course, you know, in that case, I think it's really important that you don't think, well, I just need to be more obedient. I mean, you know, um, mental health is a serious issue, whatever that issue, whether it's anxiety, depression, um, and and you need to see your mental health, prof- like uh, you need to see a professional yeah. um, about that. And, and I think that's really important. So, 
Um, but of course, uh, to come back to the Proverbs, um, these are, I, I just really want to underscore when we read different parts of the Bible, we need to treat them differently and read them differently for what they are. And we've talked even within the wisdom literature, we need to read the book of Proverbs differently to book of Job, to Ecclesiastes. they're doing different things. Um, and, uh, you know, the Proverbs is, is wisdom for everyday life. Basic principles on how to to be the best kind of people that we can be relative to who we are and the capacities that we have. Um, these are principles that we apply for everyday life. And diligence, as we've said, is one of those principles. And that, I think, has to, we need to take that as meaning slightly different thing for each person. Uh, someone might need to be more diligent at their workplace. Someone... Another person might need to, hey, spend less time at work and actually invest and be more diligent in things that matter more, in relationships that matter more. Um, but the principle of diligence still applies and neglect is something that we've emphasised today. Neglect is equally uh, an issue. It can be as destructive an issue. So I think the key to all of this is to bring our lives before God and to genuinely ask God and pray, God, where do you want me to be more diligent? What is what is the next step? What is that? How can I stretch myself to become more of the person that you want me to be? Some heavy topics there to finish off today's episode. Uh, and again, we just want to reiterate, if you are struggling or you are suffering from any mental illness or you'll feel that you might be on the verge of something or anything like that, please seek professional help. Uh, please go find someone, uh, you know, uh, get, get a re- reference from someone at your local church or somebody who can help you work through through this you're not alone in this uh that's the you know the probably the biggest thing that we want to share with you you don't have to struggle through this alone uh god has provided people around you to be able to help uh now if you do want to get in contact with us and send us your questions like meg has done uh like richard has done there's a couple of different ways you can do it you can head over to our facebook group it's really easy to find you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash thrive deeper i'll give you that one again it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash thrive deeper we've got nearly 400 people there joining in the discussion we would love to have you there you could also head over to the website thrivetoday.net.au that's thrivetoday.net.au you will see a uh, a link at the very top to ask us a question really simple to do and that's how richard asked his question today went via the website So it's up to you how you want to do it. Either way, just get in touch with us. All right, until next week, this has been DJ Payne on behalf of Matt and the crew. We say thank you for tuning in. Please share this episode with a friend if it's been helpful. And thanks for subscribing to Thrive Deeper. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to Thrive Deeper. We value all our listening community. If you are on Facebook, search and like Thrive Today page to get all of our latest updates. Our home on the internet is at thrivetoday.net.au. There you can subscribe to the Thrive Daily Reading Guide and contact us directly. That's at thrivetoday.net.au. Until next time, Thrive. Thrive.